Hi, this is Shivangi and you're listening to School From Home. In this episode, I speak to Bindya Murgai, who has been awarded with the Karmavir Chakra and many other honours for her work in the field of mental health and inner wellness. You will hear us talk about digital wellness and how to integrate it in our everyday lives. To learn more about her, please find the information in the episode description. Also, reminding you that this conversation was remotely recorded, so kindly bear with the speech clarity. How are you doing today? Oh, very well. It's a beautiful day. I've got mist rolling into my window as we speak. Uh, <laughs> so nothing to complain about. It's uh, quite lovely. That's great. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm a mental fitness and a digital wellness coach. And I am based out of the Nilgiris, which is in the south of India for a lot of people who don't know where it is. I think the most uh, uh, known place over here is Uti. So I'm about seven kilometers from Uti, and this is where I work out of. So a lot of the work that I do um, happens using technology. So that's the good part of technology that uh, I can do a lot of sessions and webinars and so on, you know, via online platforms. And then I also do uh, various kinds of mental fitness retreats. I do something called Jomo weekends, which are uh, joy of missing out weekends where people can come and do the opposite of what FOMO makes you do, which is the fear of missing out. So you come for these three-day uh, packages where your devices are taken away from you and you're uh, taught how to reconnect with yourself, with one another, as well as with nature. I think, you know, Shivangi, earlier we used to only focus on physical fitness. Then a few years ago, we broadened that to mental fitness. But now I find that the third pillar of fitness for us is digital fitness and digital wellness. So it's become so important because everybody's lives are so intrinsically uh, tied in with technology and even more so during these times of the lockdown and COVID and so on. Right. Sounds lovely. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. you mentioned digital wellness. I'm really intrigued by, you know, what it actually means. Yeah, you know, digital wellness, um, now when we talk about it, a lot of times people are more familiar with just the idea of a digital detox. Now, the difference between a detox and wellness is basically this, that you go for a detox when you've already reached a point where you've consumed too much of something, whatever kind of a detox it may be. Whereas when we talk about wellness, it's more from a preemptive point of view. When we talk about digital wellness, it is about creating balance between technology and you because the lines are blurring so much that very often we don't even know where we've crossed the boundary from being able to use technology to becoming people who are being used by technology. It's all about being mindful about your consumption. Great. With virtual schooling now looking like the new normal, can you share some tips for the students to improve their digital hygiene practices at home and possibly lessen the impact of the digital fatigue. So one of the things I think which is the most important thing that all students need to do right now is to create a routine. But very specifically when we are talking about digital consumption. And what that means is that you need to audit your consumption by spending that much more time with technology and in front of a screen which is also physically very bad for you. 
It's bad for your posture. It's bad for your eyes. There are a lot of apps available now which can monitor and tell you how much time you've spent doing what. So talking about students a little bit more, you know, one more thing that has come, you know, across to me is mm-hmm. that they they have been facing a hard time focusing in an online class and yeah. with distractions faced at home. It gets yeah. even more troubling at times. So what do you think can be done to combat these issues? Then what I suggest that the students should really do is one, try as much as possible if you have the bandwidth to keep your own video on as well. Many times I've seen uh, students who are attending classes and they keep putting the video off. Sometimes they say that, you know, the connection's poor. They deliberately say that and turn the video off so that no one can watch them. And in the meanwhile, they are sitting distracted with a gadget or, you know, sometimes snoozing or doing something else. From a student's perspective, keep your video on because it is a little bit of a deterrent when you know that somebody could also be watching you. The second is, and if you have a laptop which is connected uh, to a Wi-Fi connection, then keep your phone away so that there's not one extra device with you which is there to distract you. Keep all your alerts off. So one tends to, you know, get distracted, for instance, if you have WhatsApp desktop on or if you have anything else on, which is pinging away at the back as you're trying to focus on a class, then you tend to start wondering, okay, what was that alert? Maybe you quickly go and open that window to have a little peek and keep all other windows closed at the time. Do not open multiple windows. Do not browse through multiple windows resist the temptation which is again a big temptation that the teacher says something and you start googling it i would suggest always keep uh you know some water with you or some lemonade or some juice with you so from time to time you can keep consuming that so moving on let's talk about the parents especially Mm -hmm. the ones for whom work has come home i have noticed that many have started changing interiors and creating their own office spaces now Can you share some tips in maintaining that work-life balance, which is now completely blurred out? Because everyone's working from home, even team members are taking other people's time for granted. And then a lot of people are working across time zones. So teams everywhere else are also taking, you know, each other for granted. And it's considered that you're just supposed to be on call all the time. A, of course, is set up a space for yourself, which is your little sanctuary so that you know that And everyone at home and in the family knows that when you are at office, even if it's just in the other room, that they are not meant to disturb you and they should pretend at that time that you're not even home. Second thing is that you define your break time for yourself. So yes, if you're home and for instance, you don't have any staff coming, so you know you have to get up at certain times, maybe, you know, get a meal in place or oversee what your kids are doing, various things that come with being at home. So Set up a timetable for yourself. Have a few blackout hours for yourself where you have downtime, where you have family time or you just have me time. So again, talking about parents, we cannot forget the homemakers in this situation. You know, the situation is a little different for them since their overall involvement with the children has increased in supporting their virtual schooling. How could they help their kids educate about digital wellness? I think the very first thing that all parents and homemakers need to do is to lead by example. Because you cannot be telling uh, your kids 
that, okay, come, let me tell you something about digital consumption and boundaries and so on and so forth, when you're stuck to your own devices all the time. And when you start the dialogue, the dialogue should not be preachy. Tell them the logic of it and also take their inputs. So I find one thing which is very, very useful is to define device-free hours in the house and make it a collaborative process so that they also enjoy it and don't treat it like some sort of punishment that's being put on them. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with the co-creation process of this. So in our country, you know, mostly women are seen in, seen in this teaching profession. And now with almost limited or no house help in COVID, it has given these mm-hmm. women a very tough time in managing the house and the schoolwork together. Right. Also for the most, most of the time, the entertainment is on the screens, right? The recreation. So how can these women benefit from digital wellness? We expect these so-called noble professionals to be above anything which is considered human otherwise. So now we have to understand that teachers are also homemakers that teachers are also humans and the parents need to also recalibrate in their head their expectations of teachers in the digital space. You need to ask yourself, what can I do for myself, which is relaxing but is away from the screen? Because even teachers are going to get digital fatigue. A lot of parents these days tend to feel very entitled when it comes to their interaction with educators. And Teachers have to therefore draw a boundary and put some basic hygiene practices there in terms of saying these are the hours I'm available. Maybe you do, you know, like a a weekly video meet with them where you say, okay, there is half an hour for video meet. Everyone, please come with your questions. Come prepared. Please keep it short. Keep it one question a person and address everything together in that half an hour 45 minutes that you can allot if your mental health is not fine and this is so much more important for teachers and educators than for anybody is that you influence so many young minds so let's try to uh, be constructive be compassionate be considerate last question for you what lockdown guilty pleasure (laughs) actually I think my guilty pleasure is not having to entertain anybody. But somehow I've realized that it's also a lot of fun not having anyone over. It's kind of healing, socially healing in a way, because you're not being bombarded with any other uh, opinions or mindsets or anything. So you have time to really just connect with yourself and spend time doing that. Because when you socially meet, even if it's a small thing like a COVID discussion, or if it's something like, okay, how accountable um, is the government or so on, there's a lot of opinions that fly around. And sometimes it can also be a little bit tiring. So I'm recuperating. I'm feeling uh, a lot of pleasure in that. And a little bit of guilt for saying that, because I do love all these people who I have over very much. So it's not that I don't enjoy their company, but I am very much enjoying my company, my husband's company and my doggy's company at the moment. Thank you, Bindya, for coming to the show. So this brings us to the end of the episode today. Stay tuned in and see you next week.